Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. If you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis. And if you're new to the kingdom, new to the church, new to the word, uh, that's right after this Bible belongs to. It's the very first book in the Bible. I want to talk to you this morning about being the one, but I want to talk to you about being the one through the image of God. This song was so perfect because I think some of us have lost our God image. Let me try this side. We've lost our God image. That you forgot whose image you were created in. And so when we forget the image we were created in, we, as a result, start creating knockoffs. And we create our own interpretation of what the image of God is. And when you recognize the image of God that's on you, it's already on you. You don't have to try to drum it up or try to create it. It's already in you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, if you've been at CWC for a minute, you remember that God, the principle of creation, God always speaks to the source before he creates the substance, right? That God always decided what he was going to create something out of before he created it. And so he always spoke everything, and you look in the book of Genesis, when God created something, he spoke to the source first, Before he brought the substance out, he spoke to the water to bring the fish, spoke to the ground to bring the plant, spoke to the ground to bring the livestock. Because the substance cannot survive apart from the source. What happens when you take a fish out of water? It dies. You take the plant out of the ground. It dies. When God created mankind, God didn't speak to the water. He didn't speak to the earth. He didn't speak to the sky. He spoke to himself. Why? Because God always spoke to the, before he created the, so God spoke to himself, the source, before he created the substance, us. And the same way a fish dies when you take him out of the water is the same way we die when we're separated from the presence of God. That's why you're having a hard time breathing in that marriage right now. Like a fish out of water, your mouth is moving, your gills are flapping, but you're, ha- you're, 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 you're suffocating because you're separated from God right now. Now, let, let me take you a bit deeper here. Look at Genesis chapter, 20, or chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, and he's speaking to himself, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let us make human beings in our image. Everyone say image. To be like us and will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, All the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. In other words, everything. God wants you to manage your resources, is what he's saying. You're in charge of your resource. He goes on in verse 27, says this. God created human beings in his own image. Everyone say image. And in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. As you're seated, look at your neighbor and say, you look like God. The wives that just so told that to their husbands, the husbands are like, yeah, you know. 
Yeah, girl. Mankind was created in the likeness and in the image of God. I need you to understand the power of this statement. And I want you to kind of put that in your back pocket. Whose image have we been created in? God's, okay? So you have a God image right now. Now, I want to take you to the, into the New Testament where Jesus comes on the scene. And you have Pharisees and scribes that are trying to catch Jesus in, in, in a lie or catch him in the middle of a political battle. Because the, the Jews right now are under domination and submission of the Roman government. And, and the Jews hate the Roman government. They, they were created to be free. All of us hate to be under some kind of domination, right? Uh, when we have a house payment, we have a car payment. We, we love when we make that final payment. There's something, I don't know about you, but when I pay a bill, when I pay off a bill, I feel great about myself. I, felt, I conquered this thing. Because that's what you were created to do. Now, I, w- I want you to follow me on this now. So when they, when they approach Jesus, they ask Jesus, Jesus, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? And, and their thinking was this. Follow me on this, okay? I'm taking you somewhere. Their thinking and reasoning was this. The Pharisees and the religious leaders said this. If Jesus says we should pay taxes to Caesar, then the Jews are going to want to kill him. So we win. If Jesus says, don't pay taxes to Caesar, the Roman government's going to get mad and kill him, so we win. So this is one of those questions that there's, Jesus is going to lose no matter how he answers it. But how many of you know Jesus don't go down like that? When when you created the the heavens and the earth, when you breathed breath into mankind, how many of you know that, you know, you, 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 you know a little something? So I want you to look at this in Mark chapter 12 when they ask, shall we pay or shall we not pay? But look, but he knowing their hypocrisy said to them, I love one thing about Jesus. Whenever people ask him a question, he never just answered it right out. He asked them a question in return. He wanted people to figure things out for themselves. The Bible says it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. Many of us want someone just to give us the answer. That's not God's style. God wants you to search things out. So if you're just sitting here taking everything I say, you know, I appreciate your trust in me, but you got to make sure I'm leading you in the right direction. you got to study to show yourself approved. you got to search these matters out. That's why taking notes is vital, listening to the podcast. I want you to follow me on this. And so, so what Jesus does is this. Why do you test me? Jesus, before he even answers, he's like, why are you testing me? Why are you playing me? Really? You're coming at me with this weak stuff? If it was a basketball court, you said, you're bringing that weak move against me? Look, look, what, look what he says. He says, bring me a denarius that I may see it. Who has a dollar in here? Okay, who has five? Who has ten? Twenty? Who has a hundred? Anyone with a hundred? You got a, oh, dang girl. Oh, no, I wanted a hundred. I, I thought you said you had a hundred. Who has a hundred? Hook a brother up. Come on, man. Who has a hundred? Oh, see, it's a brother with a hundred. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that, man. God bless you. I saw one thing I realized I love about the Polynesian culture. Last night at the, at the luau, they're doing their dancing. And as they're doing their dancing and everything, everyone's throwing money at them. So that's the key. I got to start dancing at church. Now, I want you to notice something about this. 
This, this $100 bill right here has an image on it, okay? And the image is Ben Franklin, all right? And on that image, it says this. It says on, on this image, it says the $100, the United States of America. This bill reflects the currency of the state or the, the country we live in, right? Now, if we go to Mexico, I can use this, but I sh- I, I'm going to have to change the currency, if I go to Europe, there's value here, but I got to change the currency. Come on, somebody. Because whatever note, whatever money represented, whatever image is on it determines who it belongs to. Let, let me take you somewhere, okay? So when Jesus responds, he goes, give me a denarius. And he takes the denarius and he holds it up. And he says this, whose image is on it? Now, in those days when they made coins, they, they would weigh out the, the certain amount of, of, of weight for each coin. And then they would do one or two things. They would either forge it where they would pour it into a mold. And that mold had the image of Caesar on it showing that all money belonged to Caesar. You might have it, but it's his. All right? So whenever he asked for it, you had to give it back. The other way is that they would get a stamp, and because gold and silver were pliable metals, they would put the stamp on it, and they would hit it with the hammer, and it would impact and leave a mark, an impression. Go on somewhere with this. Jesus responds and says this. Whose image is on this? They respond, Caesar. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. If, if it has Caesar's image, it belongs to Caesar. Give to God what is God's. Now, what, what, what he was saying was this. The coin has Caesar's image, but you have my image. Some of you are slowly beginning to... Give give him this petty stuff. Give him the coin. Give Caesar the money. Because that has his image on it. But when I created you back in the book of Genesis, when I blew breath into Adam, I gave, I imprinted my image, my stamp. I put on you who I am. And you reflect, you belong to me. The money, I don't give a rip. That's what Pastor Matt was talking about earlier. I want you to understand something about money. When Jesus says you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon was, was, a, was a symbolic of a God of money. And I want you to understand that God understood that the battle for your soul would not be between God and Satan. God knew that you would choose God over Satan. But who would you choose between money and God? The true battle for your soul isn't from Satan and God, but money and God. That's a true battle. So I'm going to keep this just to... Find out where Ryan's heart is this morning. Thanks, bro. You trusted a brother. Appreciate that. So I want you to understand that you were created in the image of God. You have God's image on you. So God created man in his image. Everyone say image. The problem is we responded or reciprocated by creating a God in our image. 
Because we, we, we can't follow all the guidelines of the word, so we end up reciprocating by creating a God that we formed that accepts us the way we are rather than ha- us having to transform to become back into his image. See, the word image, follow me on this, means this. It means to be molded after, molded after God himself. In other words, when God formed man out of the dust of the ground, he had to use a model, an image as, as the reflection of what he was creating. God the Father formed man out of the dust of the ground and used Jesus as the model that we were fashioned after. And blew the breath of the Holy Spirit into us to bring us to life. I need you to understand, you were created in the imagination of God before you were created in your mother's womb. Image, imagination. God thought of you before you came about. You you were the thought of God before you were the thought of your parents. That's how you got here. Do you realize that at at any sexual encounter, there's over over 60 to 100 million sperm cells released in any sexual sexual contact that a man will release, which means every one of you could have been anywhere between 600 million to 100 million different people. I'm a loser. I never win anything. You lost, you won the first race you entered. Dude, you were, you were gone. Don't, don't tell me you're a loser. Don't tell me you're a lo- you wouldn't be here. You could have been anywhere from 60 to 100 million different people, but you got here because you're a winner created in the image and the likeness of God. I was going to take that a bit deeper, but I'm going to stop right here. When we talk about image, we're talking about the essential nature, the character, the essence of God. You are a copy of God. Now, I want you to understand something that ends up happening, okay? God commanded us not to make any graven images of him. Why? Because he already created his image, us. Say it again, Pastor. I I don't care how great you are at, at beginning to put things together as an image of who God is. You would fall short. The greatest artist couldn't put together who God really is. And so he tells us not to do that because he already created us. So God gave us his image for a purpose. Everyone say purpose. Purpose. You have the image of God for a reason, and that's to be the one. What do you mean to be the one? To be the one that brings solution, to bring the one that brings transformation, to be the one that brings hope, be the one that brings opportunity, be the one that brings a solution. You are the one. God created you to be the one. You looking for the one? I'm the one. Who's the one? You're the one. Who's the one? You're the one. Every one of us is the one. Be the one that God created you to be by using the image of God. Now, now, let me take you a bit deeper here, okay? You still with me? Whoever's image is on you is who you belong to. The problem is, is that we lost the image of God when Adam fell. Now, let, let me explain it to you in, in, just in, in, a, in a little different way. Um, many times we fail to recognize 
the image of God that's on us, we end up regressing by putting other images on us. Let me, let me explain it this way. Uh, you know those people that have to have, they just have to have the Jordans? Oh, the new Jordans are coming out. Stand in line. Ain't got a house, but you got all the Jordans. <laughs> Ain't got a car, but I got a Jordan. I got the Jordans, five, six, seven, eight. I got, got all the Jordans. So the Jordans buy a house, okay? Those people that have to have the Versace, I got to have the Calvin Klein, I got to have this brand, got to drive the Mercedes, got to have the BMW. That, that's, that's why, because those things, when you forget who you are, whose image is on you, you have to have other images in order to reflect who I am. I'm not saying having nice things is wrong, don't get me wrong. But when you need those things to identify you, you got an image problem. This suit, you know, I love the kids at our church. They hug me all the time, and I, I love hugging them when they come over. I, I, I'm talking to an adult, and one of our kids comes by. I'll, I'll stop the conversation with the adult and, and get down on my knees and just and, and talk with them. And today, one of them tagged me. Just got all this, uh, and I think, I, uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but, uh, but they, they tagged me. But this, this, this jacket I got on, I don't know who Joseph is. But his name's on my jacket. My name's not Joseph. But Joseph's name's on my jacket. What's that mean? Some of you got someone's name on the, what you're wearing right now. Because Joseph has a right to put his name on this because he made it. It was his idea, his design, his, his, what he put together. So I'm, put, I'm wearing Joseph right now. But Joseph doesn't define me. I could take this off and still be Dan. And some of us, we can, we, we're only identified by what, why, what we're wearing. Because when you don't know your image, when you don't know whose image you were created in, you have to put other images on in order to identify with who you are. So as a result, we end up with some trouble here. And, you know, let, 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 me, let me explain it this way. Um, Cisco, come on up here, okay? God. He's like, yeah, you know that. <laughs> okay? Did I miss something? Did Miggy call you God? Now, now I want, want you to I want want, to follow, want you guys to follow something with me, okay? God created man in whose image? His own, okay? Come on up here, Sean. I'm just finding another Mexican with his hair combed back. Close enough, okay? This side, bro. This side, okay? You're the you're Adam, okay? God created someone in His image, okay? In His image, in His likeness. The problem is when Adam fell, Adam lost the image of God, the likeness of God. Because it wasn't just an outward appearance that God created the image of. God created not just the, per the pattern, but the personality as well. And when man fell, we lost the personality of God. 
So God had to restore it. How did he fix that as a result? You go to chapter 5 of the book of Genesis. Just write this down. In chapter 5 of the book of Genesis, you see Adam having a son, not in the image of God, but in his own image. You following me? So, so let, 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 me, let, me, let me explain it to you in, in this manner, okay? He has a son that's in his own image. God created Adam in his Adam falls, and as a result, Adam has another child, but that child is in his own image. Come on up here, bro. Okay? I, I want, he has a son that's in his own image. All right? Now, this is what ends up happening. This is where the problem comes in. All right? Come on in. Come on. There you go. Don't be so scared. Okay. I'm not going to take any money from you. You didn't raise your hand earlier. Okay. God's image creates Adam. Adam falls. Adam creates a son, Seth, in his own image. Genesis chapter 5. So as a result, God has to fix it. Because although this is good, he's good, right? (laughs) Although this is good, it's not the image of God. It's Adam's version of God. And what we've done in our walk after God is that we've ended up giving people our interpretation of God. And the problem is, is that when we take the original and make a copy, you're okay. But when you make a copy of the copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, before you know it, TJ, come over here. Just step over all the chairs, man. Legs are long enough, bro. There you go. All of a sudden, you end up with something that doesn't look anything like the beginning. <laughs> don't get scared, bro. You don't have to stand all the way over there, man. But, but what, what I'm saying is, it's not that he's bad. He's a good-looking young man. You dating right now? Uh, you're, what, you're just, uh, yes or no? Does that mean, yeah, you are, or you're hoping for something better? <laughs> the, the reality is this, is that when you begin to give your interpretation, this is what we do in church as Christians are doing all the time. We are giving people what we think God looks like. We're taking the scriptures that we think apply to us, the scriptures we like. And as a result, we end up with a product that, although it may be a good one, doesn't look anything like what God originally intended. So what does God do? God does this. Go sit down. Okay, you stay there. You stay here. What God does is he has to bring Jesus Come on up, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus comes. And Jesus becomes the second Adam. And the second Adam comes and reestablishes what it's supposed to look like. And so what he does is as a result, in fact, Sam, come, come, come down this way. Gov, come back up here, okay? When Jesus comes... What Jesus does is he ends up redeeming. Come on this side of him. Jesus comes up and redeems all of them. 
to make all of them look like him. You following me? Come on, give them a round of applause. Thank you, gentlemen. Because like Adam, we reproduce who we are. We reproduce what we are. And if we're going to transform this world to look like heaven, we have to make sure that we reflect heaven, that we reflect Jesus. This morning, that's why it's so important to understand that being born again assures that we're not a copy of a copy, but we're the copy of the original. That's why Jesus says you must be born again. Because God doesn't have grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. He only has first-generation sons and daughters. That's why when I accept Christ, I become the spitting image of my father. How many of you have kids? Now, you know what? I I can look at Vicky's dad, and even though that's a man, I know that's Vicky's dad. Because sat, sat down at dinner last night with him at the luau. This guy has a mustache. He, ha, he he's, looks different. He talks different. Yet when they sit down and as we're sitting at the table, I'm picking up mannerisms and likenesses of a daughter of her father. Why? Because kids look like their parents. You can't deny your little girl. That, that girl is you. And you, no matter where you're at, that girl is going to be you. She's who you are. And I need you to understand that if we call ourselves sons and daughters of God, then there has to be a resemblance between us and our Father. Oh, come on, somebody give praise to God this morning. When Adam failed, God sent Jesus to set things right. Vivi, if you would help me this morning. You know, Pastor Ant gave me a word of advice. He goes, man, P, that message you spoke this morning could have been two messages. I'm stopping halfway because there's a whole other part that really just slams home this point. And I'm going to have to stop here because it's just uh, it's already getting late and I don't want to keep you longer than, than you need to be. But next week, we're going to close this message out with the... The, 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 this is the, 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 this is the key, kick to the mouth. If you don't want to change, don't come next week. You, you will have, if, you, if you come next week, that means you want to change. You want a transformation. But if you, if you don't come, that means you're happy with where you're at in life right now. So do not, because you're going to be responsible for what you hear next week. But I do want you, before I let you go this morning, is to let you know you were created in the image of God. And I want to get that image restored to you. How do we do that? Some of you have the image of your parents in your mind. You have the image of your, 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 uh, your ex-wife in your mind. You have the image of other people in your mind. And you're missing out on the image God created you to be. You see the addicted you, the broke you, the lost you, the messed up you, and you're missing out on the you God intended you to be. 
The lonely you, the depressed you, that's not the you God intended you to be. The sick you, the broke you, that's not the you God intended you to be. That the, 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 the lost you, the unsure you, that's not, that's not who you were intended to be. You ever see a child? Whenever you ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? That everything is great. You, you don't, you, I want to be Superman. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a policeman. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a basketball player. I want to, they, everything they say is things of greatness about reaching the sky. And there, there's this greatness that is in every, wired into every child. Why? Because they recognize that there was something that was placed in them, an image that hasn't been tainted yet. Remember when we were kids, and now, maybe you didn't, but we had a pool in our, in our neighborhood. And when I, I would walk to the pool every day after school, and we, we would go to the pool with my friends, and I would take my towel, and I would tie my towel around my neck. And if I ran, my cape, not my towel, my cape would float behind me. I'd jump up on the walls, jump down with my cape behind me. Not running to the pool, running to save someone that's drowning. Because that's what superheroes do. So you go in there in your imagination image, your imagination, you would think of yourself doing great things because you have the image of God in you. Somewhere along the way, we've lost our imagination. We've lost our image. Life has been too tough on you, and you forgot to dream again. You forgot what it was to imagine yourself doing great things. You forgot what it was to imagine yourself free of addiction, free from bondage, free from depression, free from struggles. You forgot what it is to see yourself just free from low expectation. I want you to close your eyes with me right now and imagine. Imagine no limitations. Imagine with me right now, nothing holding you back. Imagine with me right now, no chance at failing. Imagine with me right now, no chance whatsoever of not accomplishing. What do you try? What do you attempt? What do you see yourself doing? Imagine with me right now, what do you see yourself attempting? When you see it, that means the image of God is being restored to you. The image God intended you to have is being restored to you. Right where you are right now, I just release, Father God, I release upon every person the ability to dream again. The ability to have an imagination again. The ability, my God, to recognize my God image. God, that I was not created in the image of someone that was broke down, distressed, or depressed. But I was created in the image of an almighty God. That although my family may have struggled, God, I, my real father is my father in heaven. And so, Lord, I thank you today for who you created me to be. Give me the ability to dream again. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. 
You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.